0: In last Friday, on last Friday, we turned and looked to 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter, and if you'd turn there again, we began talking about the things of the Spirit. In 1 Corinthians 12, verse 1, and I want to read this from Young's literal translation, because as we talked about last Friday, for instance, the very first verse, and the King James says, and I, and I like the King James. Don't get me wrong. I, I've used it for decades and I, I like it a lot. But you want to remember it's a translation. What does that mean? It's translated from the original text. It's not the original text. It's translated because English was not the original language. And so the, uh, the scholars... Uh, And the scribes, they did the the best they knew to express what was in this other language in English. And I, I believe the Lord helped them on the King James. They did a good job. And there are other translations that are good. I'm not just saying the King James, but you do have to watch, as I mentioned last Friday, a lot of books that are called translations really should be called paraphrases. Because they are not a word for word translation. And, uh, and you'll see the less respect people have for God, whether it's movies and books or whatever it is, then the looser they are in handling his things. But I, to me, it doesn't get any more important than the word of God. And I don't want you to tell me, I don't care how many degrees you have, I'm not interested in you telling me what you thought he meant. I want to know as close to word for word as you can tell me what he said. Because I have the Spirit in me. And he'll help me to see what he meant. (laughs) And you're not the Holy Spirit. No matter how great you may be and how smart you may be, you only know in part. So uh, let me just caution you again. and, And the reason I say it is because especially on this 12th and 14th chapters of 1 Corinthians, a lot of people's denominational doctrine comes through on their translating because they didn't translate it word for word, you know. And if you, you know, if you and your whole denomination don't believe in speaking in tongues, mm. right. what are you going to do right. with some of these verses yeah. on tongues? Right. Right. If you don't believe in divine healing and miracles like that, you're, you're going to try to explain some of this away. Right. Right. Yeah. And so many have tried to turn these what others call gifts of the spirit they've tried to turn them into natural things. Like they'll try to say tongues are different languages and uh, that uh, gifts of healings are doctors and nurses and medical research and on and on trying to turn them into knowledge is somebody that's just real smart and intelligent and, and word of word of knowledge. Word of wisdom is somebody that's wise no, 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 no. Every one of these nine are supernatural. Amen. They're not natural. They're spiritual. Not natural. And uh, I, I I don't know what translation you're using, but there's a reason why I'm saying this. because Just because you read it in your translation and it says a phrase doesn't mean that's accurate or correct. So, first one here in the King James even says concerning spiritual gifts. I would not have you ignorant. But if you'll notice in Young's literal, the word gifts is not there. Right. Right. And the reason I'm talking about it is because in this chapter he distinguishes between gifts and ministries and operations. The whole chapter is not about gifts. And When the Lord says, I don't want you ignorant of this, what can you figure? Unless you pay attention to what he's saying, there's going to be ignorance everywhere. And that's where we are today in the body of Christ. There is gross ignorance concerning the spirit and his gifts and manifestations and the workings of the Lord. And I don't claim to know all about it. I'm thankful I know a little bit. and We've learned a little bit. I'm believing to learn more. Come on, will you do this with me during during this series? Let's release our faith. Everybody said out loud, Father God, Father God I, believe in you. I believe in you. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. Thank
1: you for your Holy
0: Spirit. I, believe I believe in the gifts, in the, gift. the ministries, the, the operations, the, operation. the manifestations the manifestation. of your Holy Spirit. Teach us, Teach us. Reveal to us. Reveal to the, us things the things of your spirit. Show us wrong thinking. Show us wrong and, error. and error. Deliver us. Deliver us, from, us ignorance from, ignorance from ignorance. And darkness. And darkness. Show, us the Show us the reality. Of these things. Of these things and, enable us and enable us. To flow. To flow in, the in the fullness. Of the manifestations. Of of your, of your Holy Spirit to your glory, to your glory. we ask it, we ask it. In, Jesus name. in Jesus' name, and we thank you for it. And
1: we thank you for
0: it. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So in verse 1 in Young's literal, he says concerning the spiritual things, That's more accurate. I do not wish you to be ignorant. So let's just stop right here. Does the Lord want us to know about these things or be ignorant of them? He wants us to know about them. Keep going. You've known that you were, were nations, talking about apart from God, unto the dumb idols as you were led being carried away. Now I know Young's Literal doesn't read real fluidly, but it's accurate. Wherefore I give you to understand that no one in the Spirit of God speaking. Now he's talking, he's not just talking about somebody speaking out of their mind. Somebody that's speaking supposedly by inspiration. Nobody speaking by inspiration of the Holy Spirit, speaking by the Spirit of God, is going to say Jesus is anathema or cursed. The Holy Spirit, and then this this is so big, when the Holy Spirit is manifesting, a genuine manifestation of the Spirit, two big things, according to this chapter right here, and chapter 14, Jesus will be glorified, and the body of Christ will benefit, if it's really a manifestation of the Spirit. Now, why would you need to say this? Well, we went into some detail last time from, uh, you don't have to turn there, but it was in 1 Thessalonians 5.19, said, uh, quench not the spirit, despise not prophesyings, prove all things, hold fast that which is good. Now, prophecy is one of the nine manifestations mentioned in this chapter. And he said, don't despise it. Why would you need to tell people don't despise it? And why would you need to tell people prove it? In fact, the NIV says this way, test everything. Test everything, hold on to the good. The complete Jewish Bible says it like this, don't despise, but do test Don't despise, but do test. Now, this is something that some folks have not understood, and people claim inspiration and revelation, but they get offended if you imply you might not just completely accept it without checking it out. I don't care who it is that said, I have a revelation, I had a vision. I had a dream, or thus saith the Lord. You don't just swallow it. Right. Amen. Y'all with me or not, friends? Yes. What do you do? Yes. You test yes. everything. Yes. Come on, look at your neighbor. Help him out say, test everything. Yes. Test everything. Yes. What about what I'm preaching to you right now? Test it. <laughs> yes. How are you going to test it? Two big things. You test it by the written Word of God. If it disagrees with any of that, you know it's not right. And then, secondly, you test it by the Spirit in you. If you're born again, the same Spirit that inspired this book, the author of the book, lives inside you. And He knows if that's what He said or not, right? He knows. If he spoke that through somebody else, or if he showed that to them, same spirit that supposedly showed that to them is in you. And if it's him, there's going to be a familiarity about it. Even if it's brand new to your head, it'll be very familiar to your heart. But if somebody says, thus saith the Lord, you should do this, or the Lord said that to you, or I had a vision, or I had a dream, or an angel told me. You want to be open. Don't just immediately despise something. But what do you do? Test it. it. You're thinking, as you're hearing it, you're thinking about scriptures. Right? Right? And you're checking your heart. And if it doesn't bear witness with you, or if it just seems strange to you, And odd, and you just don't have any witness about it. I don't care who they are. Test everything and hold on to what's good. What does that mean? Not everything's going to be good. (laughs) Which is why you'd have to tell people not to despise prophesying. People tend to get in one ditch or the other. They, They either... Or prophesying stuff they shouldn't be prophesying, or they get bothered by that so they don't prophesy at all. And that's exactly what the enemy wants. Error or nothing. But stay out of the real. I know uh, (laughs) there was what some people call prayer meetings or prophecy meetings. And they prophesy to each other. Is that good or bad? Depends. See, if you think it's all bad, well, then you're despising it before you even know what it is. But do you just accept everything because somebody said, thus saith the Lord? No. No. In fact, everybody ought to know, whether it's the pastor or the preacher or anybody else gets up and says they're doing something by the Spirit or they have it, something from the Spirit. They ought to know. It ought to be common in the church. We hear it. We listen. We look. And then after we go... (laughs)
1: Because
0: you're not the only one who has the Spirit. Tell me again, two big things, if it's really the Spirit of God. Help me out. Two big things. What will it do? It'll glorify Jesus. It won't just draw attention to a man or woman. It won't just make a big deal out of them. And it will benefit or build up, edify The body. Well, each Christian is part of the body. There will be benefits to it. It said uh, nobody speaking by the Spirit of God is going to say Jesus is accursed. You could expand that. The Spirit of God is not inspiring anybody to say anything negative or derogatory or disrespectful about the head of the church. You know that, Right? And no one is able to say Jesus is Lord. Now, again, this is not just saying it off the top of your head, it's speaking by inspiration, speaking by the Spirit, except by the Holy Spirit. No wrong spirit is ever going to inspire anybody to say Jesus is Lord. That's right. yeah. That ain't going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> and He's already telling us how to discern what's of a good, the Holy Spirit, or what's of a wrong spirit. And again, we need to know this. Everything needs to be tested. If everything that somebody said is of God was of God, we wouldn't need any instruction. Mm -hmm. But things can be from either the Spirit of God inspired or a wrong spirit inspired or just the flesh. It can be from either one of those three sources. Keep reading verse 4. There are diversities of gifts. Now this is the word gifts here. And the same spirit. There are diversities of ministrations. Now this is, we we might say today, ministries. Ministries. And the same Lord. Well, Jesus is the Lord and head of the church. Over all of the ministries that are in his church. Next verse. There are diversities of workings, and it's the same God who's working the all in all. So can you see one reason why I wanted to take the time in verse 1 and say this is not just about gifts. It is, but there's more. Here he talks about gifts and ministries and operations with the Spirit, Jesus the Lord, and the Father. Can you see this, friends? Should we camp on this? Should we be talking about this? The Lord said he doesn't want us ignorant of this. He wants us to know about this. Verse 7. And to each has been given the manifestation of the Spirit for profit, for benefit. So, even though they're not all gifts, they are all manifestations. Now, manifestation is a word you might not use in your usual vocabulary. But if something's manifest, you can see it. Mm-hmm. Amen. It's revealed. It's uncovered. It's shown and made known. Amen. And so does the Spirit of God want to show some things? Yes. Does He want to reveal some things? Yes. Make known some things? You'll see in He begins saying, He's talking about the manifestations of the Spirit, and now He'll go through each of the nine, and you'll see that there are three manifestations that reveal something, and three manifestations that do something, and three manifestations that say something. Three that reveal, three that do. Three that say. Let's keep going through them now. Verse 8. To one, through the Spirit, has been given a word of wisdom. Now in the King James and others, it says thee, But that's not there. A is accurate. And you'll see a lot of people will say, you know, they talk about, you know, I have the gift of wisdom. The Bible doesn't mention any gift of wisdom. Y'all with me, friends? No, it's not the gift of wisdom. It's what? A word, a word of wisdom. Now, why would somebody turn that into the gift of wisdom? Because they're trying to make it natural instead of supernatural. But that's not what it is. And to another, a word of knowledge According to the same spirit. Now I'm just going to stop right here. Because we can't talk about them. All of them at once. But we'll start talking tonight about these two. These are two. Of the manifestations. That reveal something. The third one in this group. Is discerning of spirits. Word of wisdom. Word of knowledge. Discerning of spirits. Again. Not the gift of discernment. <laughs> Are y'all with me, friends? People say, I have the gift of discernment. And a lot of times what they mean by that is they're suspicious.
1: <laughs>
0: you can have that and not even be saved.
1: <laughs>
0: and it's not discerning of devils. It's discerning of spirits. We'll talk about that, I suppose, at the right time, but Discerning of spirits, word of knowledge, word of wisdom are three of the manifestations whereby the Holy Spirit reveals things to us. And this is not, you'll see as, as he goes through, toward the end he talks about ministries. But right now he's not talking about ministries. He's talking about to everybody. Is given the manifestation of the Spirit to profit with all. All believers are to experience these manifestations in their life. Yes, you, Can I get an amen? Come on, now. all amen. believers. Mm-hmm. Now, you're not going to, I as an individual, are not going to experience all of these in the same measure. Did you see? To one is given to another is given in your life you'll see more of one or another than someone else does but one of the big things that I've learned so far in this is you've got to watch about spectacularizing these things i know i i missed it for some time in the beginning of my walk with the lord was speaking in tongues I struggled with speaking in tongues. I knew people who did. I knew it was real. I knew something about their life. I wanted this. But I went for years. Praying and seeking and not speaking in tongues. If you've heard me talk about it before, you've heard me talk about tarrying. We were taught to tarry, but not necessarily how to receive. And uh, when I finally did receive and yield to the Spirit, I kicked myself. I thought, boy, (laughs) you could have been doing this years ago. And and one of the reasons why I struggled in that is because I spectacularized speaking in tongues. And I had it in my mind that the Holy Spirit would just come take me over. And speak through me. Apart from me. That's not how it is. When you're speaking in tongues. The fact that you're speaking. Is not supernatural. The source. Of the utterance. Is. But you have to use your tongue. Your vocal cords. You have to force air out of your lungs and speak just like when you're speaking in your known language and if you don't speak you won't speak and that's where I was for years I even told people well I tell you what you hear me talking in tongues it won't be me <laughs> and as long as I believed that and said that guess what it wasn't me but it wasn't him either <laughs> and in fact you're, while we're talking about it just go over to the book of Acts chapter 2 the first time anybody spoke in tongues in the beginning days of the church we're part of the same church as is referred to in the book of Acts Acts 2 when the day of Pentecost was fully come verse 1 they were all in one, with one accord in one place Suddenly there came a sound from heaven, as of a rushing mighty wind. It filled all the house where they were sitting. There appeared to them cloven tongues like as a fire set upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Spirit and began to speak. Who began to speak? Tell me who's the understood subject here. Who was filled with the Spirit? The Holy Spirit was filled with the Spirit? No. He's already the Holy Spirit. Who began to speak in other tongues? The Holy Spirit spoke in other tongues? He doesn't need to speak in other tongues. <laughs> Who spoke in tongues? They. Said out loud, they, they began, to began to speak. What's the supernatural part? As the Spirit gave them utterance. The utterance wasn't coming from their mind, it wasn't a learned language. It was inspired. It wasn't learned. It was inspired. And there's two sides to these things, these manifestations. There's the Holy Spirit side and the human side. And as people, we have to yield to the Spirit. Or there won't be the manifestations of the Spirit. I'm believing God right now. For supernatural utterance. To teach and preach. To me it's the same as speaking in tongues. Or prophecy. But do you understand the Spirit of God doesn't do it apart from me. What do I need to do? Well, what, what, how do you yield? What does it mean to yield? The, one of the best definitions I know of is to act. To act on the promptings of the Spirit. To act on them. So as a, as a man endeavoring to teach and preach, I could try to share with you what I have learned through study or through reading or through what I heard or saw somebody else say. But there's a level beyond that. And that is inspiration of the Holy Spirit. How does that come out? It comes out according to faith and according to yielding. If I have a prompting to talk about this verse or this thought or this truth even though I don't know exactly where I'm going or what to say next if I'll step out by faith and begin to believe to be able to express it the Holy Spirit will give me utterance come on can you see that he'll give me utterance and he'll give you utterance to speak in tongues or to share what you need to share you may not be believing to preach in front of people, and you may not need to, but you will need the same kind of thing somewhere in your life. Amen. Whether it's just in your prayer life, or building yourself up, or when you go to share with somebody that needs help. What the scripture say? You shall receive power Amen. after the Holy Spirit has come on you, and you'll be witnesses unto me. Oh, thank you, Lord. You don't have to know Greek and Hebrew. You don't have to be able to quote a bunch of verses verbatim. You don't have to know where the reference numbers are. All you got to do is when the Spirit of God prompts you, share with them how I saved you. Amen. Anybody here or not? Yes. Share with Well, how do I do that? You got to have some faith, brother. Yes. Got to have some, some faith, sister. Yes, share with them how I healed your child. How I healed your baby. Share with them how I met your financial need. Share with them. And if you get scared and you run away and you don't even try, there won't be a manifestation of the Spirit. But if you'd step out and make the effort, any one of these nine could happen. Hallelujah. I don't know if you heard that or not. I don't know if you heard that or not. If you'll step out by faith to do what he deals with you to do, any one of those nine could happen. And just like it's a mistake to over-spectacularize speaking in tongues, it's a mistake to over-spectacularize word of knowledge and word of wisdom. What is it? Well, you can have knowledge... From instruction, knowledge just means you know something, you're aware of it. But word of, a word of knowledge, the difference between that is it's not learned, it's revealed. Amen. Amen. Oh, is anybody with me? Yes, yes, it's not learned knowledge. It's not knowledge from instruction or study. Or reading or anything. It's knowledge. Something the spirit of God knows. That he revealed to you. You didn't learn it. Any other way. And you wouldn't have known it. And wouldn't have had a way of knowing it. But he just. Revealed it to you. And now you know it. You didn't figure it out. It wasn't. Reasoning. It's revelation. Are you with me, friends? And it's not the gift of knowledge. And it's not a book of knowledge. It's not a paragraph of knowledge. It's not even a sentence of knowledge. It's a word. A word is a fragmentary part, a fragment of a sentence. God's not going to show you all he knows about the thing you talk about literally blowing your mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if he tried to show you everything he knows about that. Poof. <laughs> and and. He wants you to walk by faith. Which will require you trusting him and obeying him when you don't have the whole picture. So, he's never going to show us everything about something on purpose. He wants us to walk by faith. But, on a regular basis, there are things we need to know. Things you can't, that nobody else can tell you. But he knows. I said, he knows. And he lives in you. Somebody say, he lives in me. He lives lives in me. me. Now, you need to say it like this. The one one who knows everything everything is inside me. me. (laughs) Now, that's quite something. (laughs) And by the one who's inside you, he can reveal to you at any time something he knows. A word. And it'll come straight out of your spirit. To your mind, to your consciousness, it didn't come to you from out here. it didn't come through your eyes or your ears. didn't come through a book, didn't come through anything you learned. It came straight up out of your spirit. Yeah. You didn't know it. Boom. Now you do.
1: <laughs> now you do
0: <laughs> <Amen>. <laughs> This is part of growing up. Babies don't understand this. Babies are dependent on others. But as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons, the maturing ones of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And the Spirit of God bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. If he can let you know you're a child of God, he could let you know where to buy that big item Whether to take that trip or not. People say well you know what you don't know won't hurt you. Uh Wrong again. Uh Wrong wrong again. There are some things you need to know. Or it can really hurt you. You can say I didn't know that stop sign was there. (laughs) Could that cost you? I didn't know the brakes were unhooked. Uh The brakes didn't work. I didn't know that was a poisonous snake. (laughs) I didn't know that food had been in the refrigerator for three months. (laughs) I didn't know they were a crook and that that was a scam. You know, I mean, I don't know. Depends on who was there, but I've talked about this before. How many times the Lord has spared Phyllis and I personally, And the ministry and the churches from being hurt. I'm not claiming that we've always done it perfectly, but man, there's a number of times that other people, other ministries, got hurt by things, and if it had just been up to Phyllis and I, we'd have probably done the same thing. But the Lord checked us and caused me to know something. Hallelujah. And sometimes your flesh was all primed to do something. And you had to make a choice. All at once you know something, you think, well, where'd that come from? You don't need a reason not to do something. You need a leading to do it. What is a word of knowledge? Go with me to the book of John. Let me give you a few examples from the scriptures. You'll find these all through the word of God. You'll find these in the Old Testament. You'll find them in the Gospels. You'll find them in the book of Acts. You'll find all of these in the book of Acts. What's a word of knowledge? It's a supernatural revelation of things known to God. A word. Just a part. A small part of what he knows. For instance, you know when Elijah told the Lord, he said, just take me home. Just let me go. I'm the only one left. And the Lord said, no, you're not. I have 7,000 who've not bowed the knee to Baal. Now, how would anybody know there were 7,000 when all of them were underground? <laughs> Nobody was advertising their faith in God. <laughs> Because people had been killed by the thousands if you weren't a Baal worshiper under Jezebel. And yet the Lord tells him, What? Well, I got 7,000. What is that? That's knowledge of something that exists that he had no, nobody knew this. There wasn't anybody in the country that knew this. There wouldn't be anybody on the planet that knew this. But God, who knows the very numbers of the hairs on your head, knows those that trust him. He knows where they are, doesn't he? He knows every one of them. That's a word of knowledge, a supernatural revelation, something known to the mind of God. You know, without looking them up, you know, there were times that uh, on one occasion where the prophet went to God's king And he said, uh, Watch out for the enemy. He'll be over here (laughs) at a certain time. And they went and checked. Sure enough, that's where the enemy was. This happened multiple times. And it so bothered the enemy king. He says, We got spies. Somebody is telling our battle plans. Well, it was God. Yes. Praise God. (laughs) And it wasn't through any satellite feeds or any spy network, it was through a word of knowledge. God just revealed it. To his, his, in that case, his prophet. And then he knew. Does God still do these kind of yeah. things? <laughs> in the book of John, fourth chapter. Now, word of knowledge and word of wisdom oftentimes will be manifest together. Sometimes you'll have all three. Discerning spirits, word of knowledge, word of wisdom. And they can all be manifested through a uh, prophecy or through a tongue. There are times you can have four or five manifestations of the nine happening at the same time. Now a word of knowledge can come to you just through a revelation. I've been talking about that. It can also come to you through a dream or through an open vision. It can come to you through a tongue Or an interpretation or a prophecy. You can come a number of ways. Wisdom, the word of wisdom is different from a word of knowledge. A word of wisdom, wisdom has to do with the future. And wisdom also has to do with the plan of God. The wisdom of God includes the plan of God you know the scripture talks about to covet earnestly the best gifts or the greatest gifts and depending on you, you can talk about the greatest one in each group or you could talk about the greatest one among the nine like one individual somebody asked him they said what's the greatest one he said it's the one you need at the time and to you at that point that would be true but for sure the word of wisdom is one of the greatest because what's bigger than revelation of the plan of God? The plans and purposes of God. In John 4, are you there? Jesus talking to the woman at the well of Samaria. During one point in their conversation, he says, Go call your husband, verse 16. Go call your your husband and come here. The woman answered and said, I don't have a husband. Jesus said, Well, you've well said, I mean you, you're accurate when you said I don't have a husband, because you have had five. Verse 18, are we there? You've had five, and the one you got now is not your husband. And she said, sir, I perceive you're a prophet. (laughs) Because she, what's she thinking? How did he he know that? How did he know that? (laughs) This is a word of knowledge. This is revelation about her past and her present. Now, nothing is said about her future in the plan of God, so this is not word of wisdom. But it is word of knowledge. A lot of revelation here. You said right, he said. How, how's that right when you said I don't have a husband? This really messes up a lot of people's doctrine. Well, if she doesn't have a husband, that means the first one she married is not still her husband. She did not have a husband. It also means living with somebody doesn't make them your husband. Amen. There's a lot of things there. <laughs> well, moving right along. <laughs> That's a, a revelation. In Luke 22 and verse 8, Luke 22, 8, Jesus sent Peter and John and said, Go prepare us the Passover that we may eat. And they said, where? Where do you want us to go to prepare? He said, verse 10, when you get to the city and you enter there, there will a man meet you who has a pitcher of water. Follow him to the house where he enters in. Now, let's just stop right here. What's this based on? They don't know this man. They don't know when he's going to be there. Right? Well, right. this you've you got to have some timing, yeah. right For all this right. to work out. Right. As soon as you get to town, you're going to see a guy. He's got a pitcher of water, and when you see that, just follow him. Yeah. <laughs> see where he goes. And then when he gets to that house, follow him on in the house. Right. And you say to the goodman of the house, The master says to you, where's the guest chamber where I'll eat the Passover with my disciples? They don't know this man. They don't know anything about this. And verse 12, what's going to happen? Now this is word of wisdom. Can you see this? This had not happened yet. This is future and it's the plan of God. He will show you a large upper room Furnished and ready. And go ahead and make ready there. Get it ready there. Does this kind of thing still happen today? Yes.
1: Yes.
0: It does. You read about it in the book of Acts. You know when Peter was up on the housetop. They were getting ready for lunch. Scripture said he fell into a trance. And then the Lord told him. Afterwards he said there's three men. Downstairs. And I don't know if they would knocked on the door yet or not, but he said, there's three men and I've sent them. I want you to go with them. Don't even question it. And you remember when uh, well, I'm getting ahead of myself, but how would they know these things? They didn't learn it. It wasn't through a learned process. It wasn't through any instruction. It wasn't through the five physical senses. They didn't see it. They didn't hear it. Some of these things haven't happened yet. They're in the future. Now, a lot of people have read things like in this, and ood and odd, and well, well that's, that's the apostle. That's this. Do you remember Jesus said, I'm going to send you another comforter? Amen. Come on, you remember this or not? Yes. Who's this far, this another comforter? This is not for preachers. This is not just for apostles and prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. What did he say he's going to do? He's going to take of mine and show. Somebody say show. Show. That's revelation. He's going to show it to you. He's going to lead and guide you into all the truth. And he will even show you things to come. This belongs to believers. Everybody. Everybody who has the Spirit. This belongs to believers. One of my uh, nephews did uh, three tours in, uh, I think it was Afghanistan. Anyway, he had a real hot job. They kicked down doors at night, him and his squad. And his job was to get in, go up on the roof, and set up communications if they needed to call in airstrikes and this kind of thing. And so they, this is, I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, but this is a hot job. This is on the edge. And uh, before he went over, the first time, he was asking me, you know, to pray for him and what to do. And I said, I will. But there's some things you need to know. And I gave him our series on Psalm 91. Perfect protection. If you hadn't heard that, i recommend it to you. <laughs> like my grandmother used to say, that is good if I did cook it myself. Well, like, <laughs> it's good if I did preach it myself. Because <laughs> it wasn't just me. But anyway, we talk about being led by the Spirit. And how important it is to not be so caught up in what's going on around you uh, that you'd ignore the leadings of the Spirit. And he said they came in one night. The guys got in, they had the the bottom floor covered, and his job is to take his gear and get up on top of the the building and and set up his stuff, and he said he was starting up the stairs, and the Spirit of God checked him, checked him. He said, man, it was real. It was a check. Well, he could have ignored that, but he he said he backed up. He's looking around there going, hey, what you waiting on, you know, and so he, he starts again, check, check. Well, he he, he backed off. He said, no, he said, something's wrong. Something's wrong. So some of the guys, you know, they went outside and they went around. Sure enough, there were guys on top with their weapons pointed down that staircase. The first one coming through was going to die. And he made it back home. And it's alive today. Somebody say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Well, even though he didn't see a vision, what did the spirit... What does he know when the Spirit of God's checking him like that? He's letting him know something about the future. Right? Even though he doesn't know the details, he knows, I I don't need to override this right now. I need need to stop. And sometimes, if you don't know anything else, you know that. Stop till you find out more. Yeah, Yeah, but I don't know why. I don't know why that. Well, just stop. Just cool your jets. Right? Sit down. Put things on hold and pause for just a minute and see why I've got that check. Because that's a big way of how the Lord protects us and keeps us and spares us. Oh somebody say, Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Sometimes people say, Well, I don't know why why God let that happen to them. That's the wrong question. God's faithful, I assure you. The question is why didn't they listen? because he's not going to force you to do something you know to keep you from ignoring him we need to be taught these things we need to be sensitive aware of the leadings promptings of the Holy Spirit how do you yield to the Spirit come on help me you act on the promptings he had a prompting stop what did he do he acted on it that means he yielded to the Spirit and he's alive today is that worth something, or is that worth <laughs> glory to God? Oh, somebody say glory to God! Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I heard a guy one time uh, who talked about some of these things. He said he was driving in some curvy roads in the mountains, and uh, he said he just, you know, traveling along at a comfortable speed, and nobody out there anywhere. And he said, the uh, spirit of God prompted him. this thought came to him real strong, get over in the other lane. well, that's the wrong lane to be in, and there are curves up this mountain road he said he it was so strong he he started to do it, and you know if you practice yielding, you'll yield quicker but he thought well i can't I can't see around the curve, I don't need to be in the Lane of the oncoming traffic, so he pulled it back in, and he said, stronger this time. Move over in the other lane. Not a voice, but he just came up in him so strong, he just pulled over there without even thinking. And he said, the moment he did, here came this vehicle screaming around the curve in his lane. And if he'd have been in that lane, that hit head on, and they were just inches apart, but shoo, just like that, it was gone. There would have been no time to get in the lane and move out of the lane. But you've got to trust the Lord. Is that right? And if you're going to trust it, you've got to believe it's him to do something like that. But then he didn't even have a wreck, nothing. Just went on to his destination. Somebody say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. These things are not just up to God. There's a spirit side. And there's a man's side. Thank you, Lord. Somebody say, Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Go to Acts 9. Acts 9 and 10, when uh, Paul, who was called Saul at that time, was trying to do his best to destroy the church, he met Jesus in person. On the road to Damascus. And boy, it was an experience that changed his life. And in Acts 9, after this experience, he was blind. Paul was blind, couldn't see. And the scripture said there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias. And to him said the Lord in a vision, Ananias, he said, I'm here, Lord. Boy, you know, there's a message right there, isn't there? Why did the Lord call on him? He was available and ready. Now this is not a preacher. Didn't say the prophet. Didn't say an evangelist or a pastor or a teacher. Said disciple. Do you see that? This is a believer. The Lord said, get up, arise, go to the street which is called straight. That would be like saying get out on university. That was the name of that street. And inquire in the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus for behold he's praying. (laughs) Told him where he was and what he's doing right now. How else would Ananias have known this? No other way in the world. What is this? This is a word. He didn't tell him about everything that was going on in Paul's life or about where all the believers were in their house numbers, but he told him what street, and he told him what was going on, and he said, Saul has seen a vision, a man named Ananias, and I'm sure he thought, that's my name, coming in, putting his hand on him, that he might receive his sight. Now, what have we gone into now? Word of wisdom, because this hasn't happened yet. This is future. What else is it? It's the plan of God. It's the plan of God. He has seen a vision. Now that's still a word of knowledge because that's something that has happened. Right. But how would Ananias have known that Saul has seen a vision? He saw a man named Ananias coming in, putting his hand on him that he might receive his sight. Then Ananias and said, "You sure, Lord?" <laughs> he, he tried to explain to the Lord you know this guy's a bad guy he's been hurting Christians he's been tearing up churches right and left but you begin to see why the Lord tapped him on the shoulder because he said no just go and do it now because he's a chosen vessel of mine and so what Ananias would do he got his little self up is that right and he went and did it he walked in there and said brother Boy, wasn't nobody else in the church calling him, brother. <laughs> brother Saul, the Lord, even Jesus, it appeared to you in the way which you came has sent me. That you might receive your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, I don't know when he told him that. Could have been on the way over there. I don't know. But now, Saul's going to get healed and filled. Thank you, Lord. These kind of things should not be foreign to us. They should not be put in, in a spectacularized category where only a very few super spiritual people Amen. do. Yes. Yes. Amen. I, uh, I heard a couple talking about what I'm saying right now about how normally a word of knowledge can come to you. It can come to you so normally, that you can cast it off and ignore it as just a thought. Because it's a thought, but the issue is, where did it come from? And uh, this man and woman couple, they traveled and ministered, and the Lord used them in these manifestations because they yielded to them. Word of knowledge, word of uh, wisdom. So on one occasion, they were late, for some reason, getting to their, uh, the town where they were ministering on a Sunday, and they couldn't find, they're in a hurry, and they didn't get their directions right. Of course, this was years ago before the advent of GPS and all like that. And uh, so the lady was saying, Lord, you know, we're going to be late, and I don't want to be late, and Lord, help us to find this place, help us to find this place. And the Lord gave her a word. A newspaper. And she thought, newspaper. So they kept trying to find it and it came up to her again. A word. Everybody say a word. A, a word. word. Newspaper. So finally, after ignoring a few minutes, she told her husband, I keep getting this thing about a newspaper. I we should look and see if we find a newspaper. And... Uh, And see, here's the thing. They didn't just ignore it. He said, Well, sure. So they pulled over at this convenience store, and there were some local newspapers, and they got one. And on page whatever it was, there was a picture of them as the guest speakers for this church with the address and a little map. (laughs) A little map. How'd to get there. And they were close. They just followed the little man. <laughs> a word of knowledge that solved their problem. They said on another occasion, they, they traveled a lot so they, they bought a travel trailer. They brought a brand new one. And they took it out on their first trip and, and when they were setting it up in the campsite, came a pouring rain. And so the, the guy at the camp helped them hook up to the electricity and everything they did. And so they got in and none of the lights would come on. So they're back out in the rain. They checked it again. They checked the fuse. They checked this. They came back. Nothing. They checked it again. And so the woman was sitting in the house. She just starts praying. That's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> said, Lord, what what is it? What's wrong with this? And she got the word, light bulbs. Hmm. Light bulbs. Amen. She told her husband, he said, well, what, what do you think? I don't know. She said, light bulbs. She said, well, check the light bulbs. Wasn't a light bulb in the entire trailer. <laughs> the,
1: <Lord. laughs>
0: the lights ain't never coming on. <laughs> Come on, can you see that? <laughs> does the Lord know? In every situation, does he know Amen. what the issues are, what's going on? And we can frustrate ourselves and wear ourselves out, or we could check. We could check inside. We can ask and listen. And when we get something, act on it. Now you know, don't don't get haughty about it. If you miss it on something, just learn from it and go, Well, okay, I must have missed it on that. But if you never endeavor to step out, you won't find out. Yep. Right. Well, come on. do you hear that now? If you won't step out, you won't find out. What was God? Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Go to Acts 10. You'll find these all through the book of Acts. You'll find all nine of these in the book of Acts. And are we a part of the same church? We've got the same gospel, same Holy Spirit, same name of Jesus, same nine manifestations of the Holy Spirit. In Acts 10, Cornelius had a a vision, and he was instructed to send. Verse 5, it says, Now send men to Joppa, And call for one Simon whose surname is Peter. Now he'd never met Peter. He doesn't know who this is. And he didn't know he was in Joppa because he don't know him. But the Lord's telling him where he is and who he is and what his surname is. And he says he lodges with one Simon a tanner. He tells him who he's staying with and what the man's occupation is. Whose house is by the seaside. (laughs) Specific. Specific. The more we pray in the Spirit, the more we yield to these things, the more we'll have. This is not just for prophets. Not just for pastors. Not just for evangelists. Preachers or teachers. These kind of things are for all believers. The manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. Am I quoting the Scripture? The manifestation, come on, say it out loud. The manifestation manifestation of the Spirit Spirit is given 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 to every man, every every one of us, to to profit with all. all. It's not not just for your own individual profit. There will be times it will profit you. But it's for bigger than that. It's for somebody else's benefit. Somebody else's profit. He told him. To send for somebody. And. Uh, who he is. Where he is. Where his house is. And then he'll tell you. What you ought to do. Now that's beyond word of knowledge. right? That's, that's word of wisdom. And at the same time, he was working on Peter's end. Verse 19, if you skip down to there, Peter had that vision. And while he was thinking about what he saw, the Spirit said to him, three men are looking for you. So get up, get down there, and go with them. Nothing doubting, because I have sent them. I've sent them. The Lord actually gave me this verse one time that spared Phyllis and I from financial loss. There were a number of our friends and good people who were getting involved in this investment thing. And some people had talked to us about it and told us how good it was. and We had never done any investing. and Didn't have a bunch of extra money. And, but boy, the more they talked about it, it really sounded good. And, and so we had decided, well, yeah, we could put together, you know, a couple of thousand dollars, or it was a little more than that, but about all we had. And uh, so we talked to one of the representatives, oh, yeah, they can include us, and we were going to meet at a time when we were also in another part of the country at the hotel lobby downstairs. We were going to meet, and they were going to discuss things with us. And a number of our friends had already invested heavily into this, And so, uh, that morning before we went down, I just decided to pray a little bit more about it. Check my heart. And this is what I said to them. I said, Lord, it doesn't seem like you've said much to me about this. And uh, he spoke to me. I don't mean to hurt a voice. But inside, like any Christian can communicate with him if you learn how. He spoke to my heart. He said... uh, i 've said nothing to you about these people. You have no reason to trust them and he reminded me of this that he told Peter, what did he tell him Go with them, not doubting anything. well if you're not doubting you're trusting what because what i 've sent them. he said i hadn't told you anything, so you got no reason to trust so we got to distinguish. With God, it's impossible for him to lie. Yes. Right. He's Amen. never failed you, and he never will. You should trust him completely without question. Amen. Everybody else is another deal. Yes. Right. You are not to just blindly trust in it. People have confused love and trust. Amen. You can love people without trusting them. And if people are continually lying to you. And trying to deceive you. You're foolish. If you trust them. That's not love. It's just being dumb. <laughs> love is not the same thing as trust. God has earned our trust. Other people. It depends. Amen. He said I've sent them. So I sat up. When he, t- he said, you got no reason to trust them. I, I haven't said anything to you about them. And he brought that scripture of how he did tell Peter, I've sent them. Right. Go, nothing doubting. I thought, okay, that's good enough for me. I'm out. <laughs> right? I mean, how much more do you need to hear? Right? right. right? But I'd already scheduled a meeting with him. Right. So Phyllis and I went down and met him. I, I thought, well, I'll, I'll hear what they got to say. And, and I also want to learn... How I was so close to missing it. What I wasn't paying attention to. So I was just quiet and just asked some, you know, question here and there and they described to me how the investment would go and and uh, some things that we're investing in. I said, Well I I would like to go see it. Can I just go see it and bring you the check? Oh no, no, that won't work. And well and, and I asked too many questions. They said, Well, you know, you know, it it, it may not work for you to get involved. We'll have to get back with you. I had already decided, you know, we ain't doing this, but I just wanted to learn in the next six months it came out, it was a massive scam. People lost hundreds of thousands of dollars all over the country. It looked good, sounded good, but it was a scam. How many know the Lord wants to protect all of us? Yes. He he wants to spare all of us. But you've got to listen. You can't just get dollar signs in your eyes. Get rich quick stuff. That's how people get messed up. And because we are Christians and believers, a lot of cons think we are an easy mark. Right? Because we continually train ourselves to trust without seeing. But that only applies to God, God. To God. are y'all with me or not that only applies to God <laughs> and if you're supposed to participate with somebody else without seeing or knowing anything about it he will tell you just like he told Peter yes. I sent him go with them. don't and in, at that point you're not just trusting them you're still trusting God Amen. he's the one who told you to go People say, why did the Lord let that happen to me? I lost this, I lost that, I lost the other. It's real simple. Not listening. You've made mistakes, so have I. But that's what it boils down to. God is faithful. Do you believe it, saints? He, He is faithful. But if you're so busy, and your mind and your body is so loud and you never feed your spirit and you never pray and you never pay attention to what you get inside, you'll miss it again and again. Amen. Amen. You'll just And he'll be trying to get your attention or even say something to you. But if you ignore it and don't pay attention to it, you go right on into trouble. That's right. That's right. But no matter of the past, you and I are growing up we're learning how. Come on. We're learning how. That's a good place for you to say amen. Yeah. Amen. Yes. Amen. We're learning how. Growing up. Developing. Oh, thank you, Lord. Somebody say, thank you Lord. Thank you Lord. Thank you Lord. thank you, Lord. thank you, Lord. thank you, Lord. Let me give you one more and then we'll close for this evening. Book of Acts. Of course, you'd notice how many of these are in the book of Acts. I'm, I'm using them on purpose because this applies directly to us. Same church. Same church. Book of Acts chapter 27, verse 10, Paul said to them, they were about to embark on this voyage in a ship. He said, sirs, I perceive that this voyage will be with hurt and much damage, not only of the lading and ship, but also of our lives. What is this? This is a word of wisdom. This is revelation of the future. Things that have not happened yet. Some of us say, well, how can it be a revelation of the plan of God? Because if you know that, then you know going out there and dying in the storm ain't the plan of God. So, what's the plan of God? Stay your little self at the island. Is that right? (laughs) There is revelation of the plan of God. Stay here till you get further direction. Now notice, this was not an audible voice. This was not an angelic visitation. This wasn't a vision or a dream. How did this word of not, word of wisdom rather, come? How did it come? A perception. An awareness. A perception. See, the kind of thing you could ignore. But was it true? Well, you read the rest of the story. They, uh, not long after that, the weather got real nice. Wind laid down, it was calm, sun was shining. And the owner and the captain said, see there, that preacher don't know what he's talking about. And they launched. And in a few days, I got in one of the worst typhoons, hurricanes. And for day after day after day, they were caught. And you can see, they're, they're moving with the storm. <laughs> they're caught in it. It got so bad they threw out all the merchandise. They even threw out the equipment to make the ship operate. They threw out the tackling of the ship. And the Bible said all hope was gone if they should be saved. They all were convinced they're goners. But uh, verse 22, Paul had said along in here, he said, uh, an angel of the Lord stood by him and he told him, you know, you must testify you, you must go to Rome like, like he had was shown when he was saved on the road to Damascus. So Paul tells everybody I exhort you to be a good cheer. You got This thing is pitching up and down. Waves are coming over the side. And Paul probably had to yell for him to even hear him. He said cheer up guys. Nobody's going to die.
1: Yeah.
0: Somebody says, well, why would they believe that? Well, how about the first thing he told them? Right. Don't go. <laughs> right? <laughs> Probably a lot of them was more prone to listen this time. He said, there shall be no loss of any man's life among you, but we're going to lose the ship. Why couldn't the ship be saved? Well, you should have listened. <laughs> Maybe next time you'll listen. But nobody's going to die. What is that? That's a word of How would you know what's going to happen and that everybody's going to make it out? Yes. How would you know that? That's the future. That's word of wisdom. Keep going. There stood by me this night, the angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve. He said, fear not, Paul. You must be brought before Caesar. You got an appointment. Man, when the, when the plan of God becomes the most important thing to you, Nothing can stop you. Come on, get a picture of this. Paul knew and the angel told him and revealed it to him. You've got to go. This is your call. This is your destiny. You've got to go and be brought before Caesar and preach to them. So what does he know? I cannot die out here in the ocean. Even when he got to the island and got snake bit by the poisonous viper. Did he die? No, No, he didn't die. Why? He had this word. I can't die here. I can't die here. I got to fulfill what God's called me to do. He said, you must be brought before Caesar. God has given you all them that are sailing with you. Hallelujah. Keep going. Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer. He told them again, cheer up. For I believe God that it shall be even as it was told me. Now this is faith in something that hasn't happened yet. Just based on the revelation of the word of wisdom. Verse 26. How be it? We got to be cast upon a certain island. Well how would you know that? How would you know there's an island close by? He didn't know. That's a word of knowledge and a word of wisdom. There's an island close by here. And we're going to spend some time there. But nobody's going to die. And you're going to keep your appointment at Rome. Word of knowledge, word of wisdom, revelation by the Spirit of God. Belongs to all believers who will turn off some of the noise of this world. I said, who will turn off some of the noise of this world? Quit leaning so heavily. To education and understanding because this doesn't come out of your intellect. This is not learned. This is not reason. This is not rationalization. This is not analyzing. That's not how you you get these things. You didn't know it. Spirit of God revealed it to you. Now you know it. Hallelujah. It's for every believer. I said it's for every believer. Hallelujah! This, has been, this happens all along in the church here. This happens with Phyllis and myself and the staff. I mean, Rob's been up there, been working on that thing. How many times, Rob, have you seen some things that you didn't know? He said a lot. It just came up to you, don't do that, check this. How would you have known? And all kind of money saved. And problems saved. This just happens as a regular thing with us. And it's not because we're any more special than anybody else. It's just if you'll pay attention. If you'll just check. Oh, Somebody say check. If you'll check. And then when you get something, don't ignore it. Follow it out. Check it out. See. Trust in the Lord. With all your heart, don't lean to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge. acknowledge, Oh, somebody say acknowledge him. Acknowledge him. I'm quoting Proverbs 3. In all your ways, acknowledge him. Tell me what'll happen next. He shall direct your paths. And how many understand? If you're on the path he's got for you, good things are gonna happen. You're gonna miss bad things and problems, you're gonna encounter good things. You know, I mentioned uh, last weekend that I got a car that I had on my vision list for the last four years or so. And uh, we saw one that was about two hours from here. Looked like a good deal and color we really liked and some things. And so we went up there. We were actually ready to buy it. And uh, the longer we stood around, we just had a little hesitancy. Not that we throw anything wrong with the car, the price wasn't crazy, but we just lacked a witness. Y- y'all see what I'm talking about? Amen. It had um, not a lot of miles, but it's like 15,000 miles or something. and It was a couple of things that were, were okay. It might not have been my favorite of all, but you know, it's, it's, it's pretty nice. We, we stood around there a little while, and I finally, you know, after years, you're, we're learning. I just finally, I thanked him for his time, and I can always decide to come back right. this afternoon. Is that right? right. Yeah. But I've missed it in times past by not paying attention or by not getting it straight, what was going on in my heart, and I don't want to do that anymore. So uh, we're driving back home, and Phyllis and I are talking about it. There was another car that was on the other side of town. We thought, well, we'll just we'll go by there, take a look at it. And the moment we walked up to it, <laughs> it's the one that had 2,900 miles on it, yeah. all the extra stuff. We found out what the original sticker was, and that we could get it for 60% of that. And uh, both of us had that. We had that witness. Yeah. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Yeah. The witness. But you've got to care more about getting it right than getting a car. Oh, come on, y'all listen to me or not? you got to care more if you got, you know, car on the brain where you're, your flesh is going, I want it, I want it, I want it, and you'll ignore it. Or if it's a house or whatever it is, you've got to be ready to walk away. I'm not just talking about if it's not the perfect price. If you don't have the witness, walk away. Put your flesh under. And uh, man, when something is the Lord, day after day after and month after month, you'll keep finding out reasons why it was right. You couldn't have known all these things. The next week after I got the car, I found out about a dozen things that it has. I didn't even know they did that. I hadn't kept up with them. I didn't know I would have wanted it. But now that I see it, I go, yeah, I like that. (laughs) Do you see how easily we could have missed it? Yes. Two hours apart. And not that the other was bad. But the Lord is able to do. Not almost. Not, not close. Come on, tell me what, he, what he's able to do. Ephesians 3.20. Put it up on the screen. What, what's the Lord able to do? Now to him who is able. To do exceeding abundantly above above all that you ask or think according to the power that's working in us well now if you don't know it if it's beyond what you know or ask how could you know what's the right one only one way by the witness by the direction of the spirit that's the only way because it's beyond what you know it's beyond what you asked Beyond what you thought. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. Thank God for the leadings of the Holy Spirit. Why don't you stand on your feet and just let's just thank him for a moment. Thank you Lord for the Holy Spirit. Thank you Lord for the leadings of the Spirit. Thank you Lord for the gifts and manifestations. Ministries of the Holy Spirit. Come on let's thank him for a moment. Lift up your voice. Lord we thank you. We praise you. We give you glory. We give you thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the word of knowledge. Thank you for a word of knowledge and a word of wisdom. Thank you for revelation. Thank you for causing us to know things we could not know any other way. Thank you for revealing to us in our times of need. And concerning making decisions. And concerning our even desires. Helping us to get it right. Right. And not miss you. Thank you. Thank you. Not miss your best. But to get your highest. And what you have prepared for us. Thank you. 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 Praise God.